you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold, and we have uh, a longtime friend of the podcast and just a uh, friend and colleague of Matt and I's. Um, been on the podcast before, but now in a, in a new way. We have Mike Ratliff, who is the lead catalyst. And I'm just going to leave it at that because that's perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh. Easily the best title of anybody that we've had uh, on the show. So Mike, thanks for being with us. And why don't you remind our listeners uh, a little bit about yourself, you know, who you are, where you're from, and, and then we'll jump into what you, what you do. Thanks a lot, Zach. It's good to be with you. Um, I have served for the last 12 and a half years as the Associate General Secretary of the Division on Ministries with Young People at uh, the Discipleship Ministries of the United Methodist Church. And so as I moved to um, a new place in life, I wanted a much simpler title. <laughs> and so, uh, and so I adopted the idea of lead catalyst and, and um, my goal in that move was, was to do several things. One is to work with the church. Um, one is to, um, to be able to do what I'm passionate about and care about and be able to focus on that with maybe not quite as much, um, administrative restraint as sometimes happens in um in the general part of the church mm -hmm. and so i'm doing a number of different things and um some of those things are ongoing and some of those have been uh more a one-time thing i i had a great opportunity right at the beginning of the year to spend basically 24 hours with the uh, Conference Youth Council of the Rio, Texas Conference down in San Antonio. And um, we'd just come back from Denver where it, was, where it was about 10 degrees and got to go down to San Antonio. So beyond the opportunity to, to be with um, those young people on that council to talk about leadership, I also got to enjoy some warm weather. So that was nice. Um, <laughs> In addition to that, I'm, I'm doing several things. And, and so one of those things that I'd like to talk about a little bit today is um, called Discovery or Discovery Weekend. And um, so this year I'm doing some contract work with the Upper Room and specifically in the program area that works with young people's ministries. And so Discovery is an event, if you're familiar with Emmaus and familiar with Chrysalis, hmm. uh, there's some things about Discovery that would look familiar. Um, there was a pastor who uh, a number of years back really wanted something to happen for their middle schoolers because Chrysalis was happening for high schoolers and it was such a good experience for them that, that this uh, pastor wanted to find a way to give middle schoolers that kind of spiritual growth experience. Mm -hmm. um, but knowing that middle schoolers might not um, be ready to all go off into a retreat center and be with a lot of people from a lot of different churches, uh, Discovery is designed to happen in a local church. Um, 
probably one of the things I love most about Discovery. I actually, the reason I got involved in Discovery is when we moved to Nashville, we, um, we went to a church that did Discovery Weekend. And, um, and so they were in need of people to spend the night on the church floor. And I had lots of experience with that from my years uh -huh. of youth ministry in the local church. And so I volunteered and, um, and I was amazed at the fact that in this fairly medium-sized church, we, we had about a dozen middle schoolers who were a part of Discovery Weekend, but, um, but we had high schoolers. High schoolers give, give the talks and they also lead uh, what's called D groups or disciple groups. Um, and then they also involve other adults in a lot of different roles. Um, from everything from leading sessions to uh, to cooking meals and serving meals and um, families who host high schoolers at their house at night that sort of thing and so for this um, for this dozen middle schoolers there were probably 75 or 80 people from the congregation who were involved in that and i'm a big proponent of um, of youth ministry that is integrated into the overall ministry of the church. Mm -hmm. And I think Discovery may do that better than, um, than any other ministry that I've seen mm -hmm. that tries to do that. And so, um, so I love Discovery. It, it takes a lot of work actually to, uh, to put it together initially, but there are churches, I think there are upwards of um, 160, 170 churches in the country that um, they currently do discovery. And, um, and so my opportunity over the next year is to work with a group of um, people who are big cheerleaders for discovery and who have been invested in it to, um, to encourage more people to be involved in it. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so looking forward to not only meeting those those folks in churches where they're currently doing discovery, but also helping other churches find ways to make discovery a part of the ministry that they're doing. So that's kind of what I'm up to about that. I don't know if you have questions that will help me do a better job of communicating <laughs> what it's about, but I'm sure you have some questions, so I'll give you that opportunity. Sure. Uh, I don't know. Sure. I, I'm not sure if I have a question more than a, than a reflection of just, I mean, we worked with you uh, in young people's ministries and things like that on various uh, projects and, and events and um, have, uh, you know, a ton of years and have experience in youth ministry. And the thing that I found across the country, just everywhere that I've been and served junior high kids, that kind of fifth to sixth grade to eighth grade um, age group of kids is almost always left out. Uh, they have to wait until they get into high school or they have to wait until they get into this or that, or, you know, there's not, um, I mean, I've seen CCYM groups and conference groups and district groups just leave, leave them out. You know, they're not old yeah. enough. They've got to be a freshman in high school. Right. Right? And it, it, and so to, it, I, this is my first time about hearing discovery. Um, and so to, to know that there is a program that starts local, right, and, and steps right. them into something like a chrysalis or an Emmaus is really encouraging and helpful because I, that just it goes back to my years in, in, in youth ministry is, 
you know, that sixth, seventh, eighth grade year when kids are trying to figure out who they are, life is just awkward and hard. And it's just all up in the air to have something that is local and grounded and familiar is so, so important. And that that's for them, you know, right. Um, that easily steps them into the next phases of their lives uh, in ministry and just space in the church. Um, Cause so often right out, out of children's ministry into youth group, there's not space, you know, they, they're, yeah. it's just hard. And so that's encouraging for me to know that uh, there are good folks out there like you do in the work to say, Hey, no, we have this and it's good. <laughs> we need more of it. Well, you know, it's a great weekend for the middle schoolers um, because it does say to them, the church cares about me. Right. You know, I, I've been to so many youth worker conferences where, um, where the middle schoolers are actually kind of the butt of the jokes, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. um, and ministry with middle schoolers is, is like the low rung on the, on the ladder. Right. And actually I have always loved middle schoolers. As a matter yeah. of fact, I tell people that middle schoolers in college age have, have a lot in common. Mm -hmm. uh, middle schoolers, high schoolers, a lot of times want to give you the answer they think you want because they mm -hmm. want you to like them. Yep. Um, middle schoolers don't care. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they really are. Um, they want to say what they think and they'll ask the questions just because they don't know. Mm -hmm. um, college age, you know, they, they'll say what they think because they think they know more than you. That's um, right. <laughs> so the motivation's different, but in a lot of ways, I think college ministry and middle school ministry are, are a lot the same, and I love both of them. Mm -hmm. um, but beyond that, I, high schoolers have this great opportunity for leadership. Mm -hmm. um, and so as they're developing their talks, as they're uh, planning and getting ready, and then leading those small groups with the middle schoolers in them, um, they have this opportunity to grow and not only that, but also build relationships with these middle schoolers. So when those middle schoolers go to high school, there's some high schoolers that they know. And, um, and so I, I think that's one of the really cool aspects of discovery. In addition to um, the adults that, that get to know the middle schoolers mm -hmm. by name. And right. so it doesn't end with the weekend, you know, the next Sunday at church, they've heard more of those middle schoolers stories and, mm -hmm. um, and they connect with them and ask them about what's going on. And I, I've always said that a really healthy church, if you're just standing around um, between services or between services in Sunday school or after church, and you hear, um, you hear adults who are able to call call youth by name and ask them what's going on in their lives or mm -hmm. ask them something specific so that you know that adult knows something about that young person. That's a really healthy congregation. Mm -hmm. And I think discovery really helps make that happen. So, um, so that's why, you know, I've, I've really been sold on it ever since that, that first time that I got to spend the night in the in the hallway, keeping the guys in their rooms and the girls in their rooms. Uh -huh. um, it's, it's just a great opportunity for growth for everybody who's part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is the first time I've heard of it. And it, it sounds like it'd, it'd be a great program for um, some of our local churches that are involved in those communities. Cause I mean, 
um, our church does have um, some people involved in um, Emmaus and um, you know, they're trying, they're kind of like all of our programs trying to figure out how can we attract young people and, right. um, and I didn't think this would be a good bridge to get those kids invested in early versus trying to get them as middle schoolers where they're like, you know, you, you, by the time they get to high school, they usually have, you know, I always think in youth ministry, by the time they get that car, you're in trouble. If you don't have them right. like fully invested in the program, by the time they get that car, they're, you know, the chances of them being around dwindle. Mm-hmm. And so right. if there's a way that they can be invested in knowing that like, you know, maybe they started in the program and saw some high school kids giving a talk and thinking I could do that later. And when right. I get to be a high school, I'll get to do that. And and then, you know, when then they get involved in an Emmaus community to see, you know, like just the, the connection that those things have is it, it, that's just so vital in our churches that we forget that, that really the church isn't just about the one hour a time Sunday worship, but it's about making those connections and worship doesn't provide that opportunity. Whereas something like discovery or um, Emmaus, you know, provides a deep intimate connection that worship cannot offer. Um, and I think that that's vital for all churches to consider and how they're involved in those kind of ministries. And so, yeah, thank you for that, for that work, mm-hmm. being able to do that um, and, and helping it, well, know, and bringing that to even our mind was, you know, a, a big thing. And, and, you know, your reaction is not unusual. Um, right. There, I think the word just really um, hasn't, hasn't gotten out there beyond the areas where discovery started. And, and so this pastor who actually started discovery came to the upper room and said, actually they came to me when I was still at Discipleship Ministries and said, um, this really should be a part of the ministry of the upper room because it's about spiritual formation with middle schoolers and, um, and it's growing larger. It's too large for me. And at the same time, it's not growing enough. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and they're right. You know, we, we talk all the time about, uh, revitalization, um, of churches, something like discovery is a great tool for revitalizing your church with a focus on youth. So, um, so I'm pretty sold on it and, and am excited that I get the opportunity to uh, not only be a cheerleader for it, but also find some ways to, to help discovery spread. Mm-hmm. I, I think the value, big value that I see in it is, is like you said, you, you identified that junior high kids, <laughs> middle school kids are, are very similar to college kids and young adults. They're, they're willing to ask the questions, they're willing to search and willing to do those things. And they have a very, that very similar place in the church where they're, they're not there. They're not welcome there. They're just, it, it, it's a strange world that they live in and a strange space in the church we could um, uh, create for them. Uh, but when you do something like this and people begin to hear those stories, they begin to connect on those levels uh, from junior high kids to the oldest people in your, your congregation, you know, you begin to, to bridge that gap. And like you said, healthy churches, it's, it's more about knowing who the person is down the hall or right beside you uh, than saying, you know, hey, quit running in the sanctuary or quit doing this or quit doing that. You know, right. there's that relationship there that, that I hope uh, we begin to see to, to break down the walls that we have in our churches and the gaps that we have in our churches with youth and young adults um, because of this work because we're intentionally putting people together and in ministry together and in relationship together, whether they're, you know, 12 and 13 or 
80 or 90 years old or 50 years old, you know, whatever the age gap is, right? We begin to connect them in ways that are more than just, you know, they sit in over, you know, they sit in the back of the church over here, we right. sit over here and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, I dig that. Um, that's really, really, really exciting. Um, is there a way that, that we, uh, Matt and I, can, can help other than just getting the word out here and um, well, you know, for pointing sure, people in your direction? For sure, getting the word out, I think, is really helpful. Um, and if people want to learn more about it, it's just discovery.upperroom.org. Um, really easy to remember. Or if you just Google Discovery Weekend, that'll show up. And, um, and I think, at least my hope is, that in the next few months, there are going to be some um, some broadening opportunities for um, for high schoolers as it relates to discovery, and um, and for the middle schoolers who involve who are involved in discovery, and so hopefully we'll get to uh, we'll get to do another opportunity to talk about um, new new pieces that are coming together mm-hmm. that can um, that can help churches um, with their young people and and their spiritual spiritual growth. Yeah, I think so. And I, you know, just the, the more that we can communicate what's out there, the resources, the, the events, the functions, the things that um, I, I just, everywhere I've been working with youth and young adults in this country and within our denomination, it's what is, what's out there, you know, what's out there. Right. And, um, you know, it's no different than today of Matt and I haven't heard of this. And so it's a great, it's a great thing to soak in and be like, okay, here's another tool and another resource that we can help exactly. promote and, and get the word out on. So I bring into our own churches. Yeah. And yep. I think, I think that'd be, I think it's just a great tool. Um, it sounds like it, it would be phenomenal for something like we're trying to do to bridge mm-hmm. the gap within our, um, we have cluster groups in our, in our mm-hmm. districts. And so I think this would be something great for our for our cluster group, because we have a couple of youth ministries in our cluster group that don't have things that they can mm-hmm. do to, to develop spiritual practices. And this might be something good that we might look at um, in the near future. And just having a website to direct people to go to, um, and it doesn't sound like something I made up, you know, that, that, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's always a good thing. Cause I mean, there, there are a lot of times when in youth ministry work that, um, you know, a, a lot of the great programs do come from word of mouth and, and how right. people get connected in is through word of mouth. I mean, that's, um, you know, that's how I got connected to global young people's convocation mm-hmm. was word of mouth. Um, yeah. and, and, and I really enjoyed being able to be connected to that. And, um, and that, those are those things I think that the more we can provide those opportunities for people, um, to see and to hear about the, the more chances that they can experience that and it can shape and change people's lives. I think that that's important. Uh, for the work that we do for the for the kingdom yeah yeah and you know I think it's also a possibility for there are some places where there are there are three or four smaller churches they come together and do that together and so mm-hmm. not only do those youth get to know each other and get to experience discovery but those adults who work together um, have that same kind of experience and uh, you know, one of the purposes of the meeting that I'm a part of downstairs is looking at how how Chrysalis and Emmaus communities can be more connected to discovery, um, because the people who are leaders in those communities, um, they, you know, they have the, the experience of leading those weekend spiritual renewal experiences. Um, mm-hmm. 
And, and I also think it's a great um, way to bridge some of what's going on in our denomination right now. Um, the, the theology comes from the upper room, and, and so we know that that's solid. It's consistent with the theology that, um, that has informed people's um, faith formation for years and years and years. And, um, and there are people who, um, who are readers of the daily devotional that comes from the upper room mm -hmm. that have contributed money to help, um, help Discovery launch. And so, um, so there are a lot of people who have invested in this. To make a difference and um, and that investment I think goes beyond differences that we might have about other things because um, you know I've never gone into a situation where people have said no we are not going to join hands with somebody else in order to help young people learn about God right <laughs> right <laughs> or help young people have a relationship with Jesus mm -hmm. um, you know that doesn't happen and so this is a great place where um, even if we disagree on other things, we should be able to bridge those disagreements in order to make a difference in the lives of our young people. At least mm -hmm. I hope so. And, and what a better place to model it, right? Um, I mean, so often our youth uh, our youth model it to us of here's what community right. looks like. Here's what uh, God's love and grace looks like for all people. You know, here's what it looks like to disagree with somebody, but still be in community with them. Uh, and, and yeah, what, what a better place for adults to bring, bring that back home and say, no, we're going to, we're going to show and help and put a, those things aside and, and be in community with you and try to help you learn those skills and rather than you teaching us about it. Right. Um, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's so important. Uh, and it's, I, like I said, I, I love that our youth teach us that, but it would be nice if we could, as adults could model that as well. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a good thing? <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> it would be amazing. And there are a lot of people who do, thank goodness. There are, there are. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's that honesty that comes from our youth that, that is so helpful and uh, can be vital, is vital in our, in our congregations and, and communities, so. It's good. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. You know, you always have an open invitation uh, to come. Well, you us. guys are awesome. I oh. appreciate the invitation and, um, you know, appreciate you guys and what you're doing and, and um, the way that you use your voices and your access to be able to, um, to share a lot of different opportunities, possibilities in ministry. Uh, so thanks. No, thank you. You're uh, truly the one to blame for this. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and actually, maybe, you could, maybe it was the weather. Maybe it was the <laughs> maybe weather. It was the, I mean, you could definitely add, you know, co-inspire of uh, bearded theologians to your sure. there you uh, go. long list of there things. And, I'll take uh, it. Uh, <laughs> and, and so I you catalyzed know, that. That's right. You yes. were lead catalyst here yes. as well. That's right. Yeah, I just didn't know it at the time. <laughs> Neither did we, and it's been perfect. Cool. So we thank you for your time, Mike. And so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.